This is the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for December and January of 2020. 2019 is coming to an end, and for many farmers across the great North American Corn Belt, it can't come soon enough. A brutal spring, which turned into summer, has now transformed the angst to a tough fall for many farmers. As of December 9th, the USDA reported that 8% of the U.S. corn is still out in the field, much of it in the snow of the upper Midwest. Case in point was North Dakota, where over half the corn crop was still in the field. Every year is different, and 2019 surely was unique. On December 10th, the USDA released their latest WASNI report. There was little change from November. The USDA is still projecting U.S. corn production to come in at 13.66 billion bushels and soybeans to come in at 3.55 billion bushels. Average yields were left untouched with corn at 167 bushels per acre and soybeans at 46.9 bushels per acre. Corn harvested acres were left untouched at 81.8 million acres with soybeans the same as November at 75.6 million acres. With lots of crop left in the field, no big changes from USDA, we should expect a bigger change in the numbers in the January. January 10th, 2020 USDA report. U.S. corn ending stocks remained at 1.91 billion bushels. Soybean stocks remained at 475 million bushels. Global ending stocks for corn were raised to 300.56 million metric tons based on increases in supply from China, Bolivia, and Taiwan. Globally, soybean stocks were also raised to 96.4 million metric tons based on increases in Brazil and China, and U.S. wheat ending stocks dropped based on increased exports and lowered imports into the United States. Globally, wheat ending stocks were estimated at a record 289.5 million metric tons, which was above the pre-USDA reports estimate. On December 14th, corn and wheat futures were higher than the last market trends report. Soybean futures were lower. March 2020, corn futures were at 381 a bushel. The January 2020 soybean futures were at 907 a bushel. And the March 2020 Chicago wheat futures closed at 532 a bushel. Minneapolis, March 2020 wheat futures closed at 522 a bushel. With the September 2000. 20 contract closing at 551 a bushel. The nearby oil futures as of December 14th closed at $60.07 a barrel up to the nearby futures last month of $57.24 a barrel. And the average price for U.S. ethanol on November 8th in the U.S. was $1.62 a U.S. gallon, lower than $1.671 recorded in the last market trends report. And the Canadian dollar noon rate on December 14th was 0.7586 U.S., slightly higher than the 7563 U.S. reported here last month. The Bank of Canada's lending rate remained at 1.75%. In Ontario, it's been a very rough fall for many. Snow, rain, freezing temperatures, and mud has led to an eventful harvest which continues as of December 14th. Ontario has a huge east-west expanse of corn harvest as well as geographic and weather diversity. From Windsor to the Quebec border, there are a mix of conditions, and as you get close to the Quebec border, harvest conditions have become even more difficult. However, it's widespread across the province. Likely, as of December 14th, 85% of Ontario corn is harvested, and many fields of soybeans remain across the province. Cold weather without snow would be a blessing for harvesting. Part of this issue, this harvest season, has been high moisture corn. The difficult spring featured late corn planting into June into much of the province. Corn in the high 20s and mid 30% moisture has been the norm in many parts of the province. As every farmer knows, every point of moisture that needs to be taken out takes that much more effort. Test wheat is an issue in many areas in different grades of corn. The corn basis levels have hung in there over this harvest season, depending on the area. As you move toward the Quebec border, basis levels increase, which is normal. However, the corn crop in Quebec has been an even greater battle to harvest. 
Basis levels have been higher than usual and somewhat more frenetic than usual in a corn price landscape which lacks transparency. Ontario prices, especially in eastern Ontario, totally relate to Quebec prices. Canadian dollar at 0.7586 continues to add stimulus to Ontario corn, soybean, and wheat prices. And you can see all our Ontario grain prices by visiting the marketing section of our website. Now the bottom line is there are still a lot of market variables playing out as we turn over a new year and see what the USDA comes up with for final numbers on January 10th. In fact, you might argue there are more variables than usual based on the fact that the Americans announced a phase one trade deal with the Chinese on December 13th. The long ballyhooed announcement of some type of trade agreement has been a long time coming. However, even though the new phase one deal was announced by the Americans, the Chinese were being much more subdued on the number of agricultural commodities they would be buying. Initial reports from the Americans talked about $50 billion worth of U.S. agricultural commodities the Chinese would be buying. This wasn't the story from the Chinese as their Ministry of Finance announced that due to domestic needs, Chinese companies would be allowed to import certain quantities of agricultural commodities from the United States through market-based procurement. Now tariffs would be lifted on whatever that amount would be. Needless to say, it is not a ringing endorsement from the Chinese. Generally speaking, the Chinese historically buy more U.S. soybeans at this time of year and into January before the tariffs were applied 18 months ago. This would be welcome now and the announcement of a phase one agreement would help this soybean trade. However, much of this new agreement is still not apparent. China is still dealing with African swine fever and is importing a lot of pork. There are still too many trade details of the agreement not apparent to give a true read of what this means. Are we further ahead because of a phase one U.S.-China trade deal with regard to soybean prices? Well, clearly that is true. Having slogged through the last 18 months of Chinese tariffs, however, it's also important to keep in mind that our Brazilian friends are busily growing 123 million metric ton record soybean crop at the present time with a good weather forecast. This is weighing on the market. Also, too, clearly the Brazilians are reaping the tremendous gift given them over the last 18 months of trade frustration between the U.S. and China. It's simply added to the production capacity of the world to produce soybeans with abandon. Now, for corn, it's easy to ignore the corn left in the U.S. fields and how that might affect prices as we move forward when March corn futures are at 381 a bushel. Now, as of December 14th, there's about a billion bushels in the field which is nothing to sneeze at. However, it seems the market is unconcerned. South American corn remains a big competitor to U.S. corn globally. This South American corn from Brazil will get planted in January and February, but keep in mind that approximately 70% of the Brazil total corn comes from the Safrina winter corn crop. As soybeans are harvested, the corn planters are running beside the combines. The U.S. has lost business to South America because of big crops and cheaper currency, but recently Mexico has made U.S. purchases of corn. As this South American supply runs out, U.S. corn exports should increase. The March to May corn future spread is currently minus 7 cents, which is considered bullish, and the current March corn contract is now on the 49th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range, a neutral position. Seasonally, corn futures tend to trade higher from here into June. Now, for soybeans, there can be an argument made that soybeans have the most upside versus corn and wheat simply looking at where we've come from a year ago. A year ago, the soybean ending stocks figure had ballooned over 1 billion bushels, but now has been cut by more than half to 475 million bushels. It all happened because of the big crops in China pulling back. However, there are signs of life. 
African swine fever in China is showing signs of mitigating as the latest numbers show hog numbers bottoming out and even increasing. Of course, much of the decrease in ending stocks has to do with less production. Higher prices now will depend largely on their record crop apparently being grown in Brazil. The January 2020 March 2020 future spread as of December 14th is minus 14 cents, which is considered sideways. The current January soybean contract is currently priced in the 28th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range, so on the cheaper side of the ledger. Now for wheat, Chicago wheat has been somewhat of an improvement based on a variety of factors. There have been weather-related issues in wheat in far-off places like Europe, Australia, and Argentina, and U.S. acreage, of course, is way down historically as wheat falls out of favor. However, the rest of the world has picked up the slack, moving the production goalposts. In Ontario, a solid 1 million acres looks to be planted with contract prices currently near the 688 mark for July 2020 soft red wheat harvest. This is a result of higher Chicago futures, but also the effect of a Canadian dollar still hovering near 75 cents U.S. These are good prices based on a seasonal Ontario wheat price history. The corn market has continued to struggle, but there has been telling rays of sunshine recently. There have been recent corn sales to Mexico and others, and FOB prices at the U.S. Gulf have recently been cheaper than Brazilian values. Corn-based values have been strong across much of the United States, and this does reflect a situation where the corn production might not be as strong as advertised. There is no guarantee that the USDA will reduce corn production on January 10th, but if December is any indication, it might be likely. Keep in mind as we move ahead, we still have 1 billion bushels of corn in the field as of last Sunday. The nearby futures price is still $3.81 a bushel, which is quite low, but range-bound over the last several years. The USDA is expecting about 14 million acres to come back into production next year, and this does not bode well for corn futures prices. Needless to say, that dwells on the supply side of the equation, which is always telling. December 2020 corn is currently $3.95 a bushel, which needs to go higher to encourage a lot more corn acres. In Ontario, a brutal harvest continues as of mid-December for many farmers. It is likely that the Ontario corn yield will end up in the high 160 range or even over 170 bushels per acre. This would be difficult to believe for some producers in central Ontario who experienced drought throughout the summer and, and had a much lower yield. However, corn was quite good in the deep southwest of the province with good test weight. Corn basis levels were sustained and were a redeeming factor across much of Ontario. This was partly nurtured by the slow harvest and the quality issues in parts of Ontario and into Quebec. The Canadian dollar hovering in the low 75 cent range continues to help with the soybean and wheat basis levels. An increase in the soybean futures prices and low Canadian dollar has boosted the soybean basis recently. Stephen Palaz, the Bank of Canada governor, has announced recently that he doesn't expect interest rates to go up anytime soon. In fact, in that environment, the Canadian dollar is unlikely to gain, and some economists are even saying we're going lower. This would be a stimulus to Ontario cash grain prices and also complicate our marketing plans. Balancing Canadian dollar value with futures prices will continue to challenge. Now, the next three to four weeks will surely help redefine our grain price marketing environment. During this time, there should be much fleshing out of the potential from the new phase one agreement on agricultural commodities between the U.S. and China. On January 10th, the USDA will give us their final production numbers on the crop grown in 2019. Typically, this day can be explosive. Then there are all the other market variables which happen from day to day. The challenge for Ontario farmers is to continue to work that marketing plan. Our marketing landscape is ever-changing. Daily market intelligence will remain the key. And there will be many marketing opportunities ahead. 
This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for December and January of 2020. I'm Philip Shaw.